Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. One thing that can be overwhelming for adventure families, especially as first-time parents, is how to feed their babies on the adventure, especially in changing temperatures. Adri and I have fed in all the positions. Although my daughter never used a bottle, Adri has both breastfeeding and bottle feeding experience, so she will be a wealth of knowledge, and I can share my many breastfeeding literally anywhere tips. More than anything, we hope just sending some ideas out there will inspire you to get out there and try it because actively doing it will help you find what works best for your family. Hey, Adri. Hello. Yes, literally anywhere I can vouch for that. Just like right in the middle of the trail, people hiking by, like no problem. You just rocked it completely. It was awesome. Thank you. I just was like, my baby's got to eat. I want to adventure. So walk, like literally hold her while feeding her while still hiking and walking or standing or anything. So it is possible. Yes. Both of our kids were fed like off demand, shall we say, like not necessarily like on a set schedule of like, I'm going to feed every two hours or whatever, you know, you would decide it was very much like on cue (laughs) and the different timing that they would, they would eat. So it'd be very much an on the fly kind of thing. Yeah. And as we know, with all things, kids don't always sync up. So it wasn't as if Turner and Collins would always need to feed at the same time. <laughs> so we yeah, might have like many. snack break on the trail at a set time. No, definitely. That was an adjustment. <laughs> exactly. But it's actually interesting how much of a shift it was when we had to start packing snacks that were not just milk. <laughs> it almost in a way, even though it seems overwhelming, it's one of those things always when you look back, you think, okay, actually that was so much less effort because I just had to for me, I was thinking, okay, I just have to show up (laughs) with my baby and you know, you prep a few bottles and you're good to go and pack your own snacks. Right. And now it's like, oh no, there's a checklist of snacks for the toddler. So it'll be interesting to see us now do with more kids because we'll have both going at the same time. So we'll, we'll have to do another podcast when that time comes. (laughs) I wonder how many times we're going to be stopping on our hikes for snack breaks and feeding. (laughs) I plan to just feed and walk at the same time, to be honest, and run after Turner, actually not walk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's start with our tips for all, and then we'll break it down into breastfeeding 
and bottle feeding. Perfect. So tips for all, I guess it depends if your kid's hungry at this time, but we always try to feed in the car before slash after adventures. And I think what's really helpful about that is temperature control, (laughs) because if it's too hot, you can be in your car with the AC on and the windows up and kind of give them a bit more shade. And if it's cold, you can be in the car with the heat on and be nice and warm and cozy in there. So temperature is really good, but then also kind of just maybe gives you a little bit of that buffer that you can adventure a little longer because they're probably well-fed. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely agree with that one. I would always just try to time it to feed right before the adventure. Cause then they typically snooze after. Yes. Yeah. And even just offering and if they don't take it, okay, cool. We'll have a snack later. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then this is a tip for always have more than you think you need when it comes to snacking. Always. This is like a lifelong adventure lesson. So If you're breastfeeding, you just have what you need. But if you're bottle feeding, did you find that you would bring more than you needed just to be prepared? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the way that I had my adventure wagon set up, uh, I should take a whole video on this of how I have it set up because I'd have a station for the formula and I would just bring a big tub of it because then you never have to worry about that. Um, You don't have to really think about it. And I would just take the Yetis with the hot water and or just run through a drive-through because if you forget your Yeti at home, I mean, you can forget a lot of things. So sometimes you just have to do that on the way to the adventure. And it always kind of worked out as long as you had the water to go with the formula. So I would just do the bin of formula at all times in there. I would take it out in summer months and stuff because I just always like to keep the formula at room temperature as the container suggested, but just like on the go, we would bring that with us. Okay. Okay. And I know you'll even touch on that a bit more once we get to bottle feeding tips, but that is a super helpful tip because yeah, you don't want to run low. And I guess you never know if the adventure ends up taking longer. Something that we're going to be learning very, very soon is when we have older kids slash toddlers, and we are then stopping to feed our younger ones. So we want to make sure they're kept close for safety, for wildlife safety and just general safety. So something that I'm going to be implementing in the next few months is like a nature journal or books, or we love our scavenger hunt cards and obviously snacks, but anything like that to kind of maybe get them if you're sitting down to feed them sitting down with you and having a little activity to do even like maybe a little coloring activity that they can do in nature while you feed. Okay. Well, here's my idea. I don't think I've revealed this yet, or maybe we kind of chatted about it on the trail yesterday. It was yesterday, I think, right? (laughs) Pregnancy brain right now, all the days are blending together. Um, Okay. So I'm thinking, yes, great ideas on all of those. I agree. We're going to need to do like all the scavenger hunts and things to like really um, keep our toddlers entertained, AKA close by us at all times. But I'm going to try to get one of those little doll baby carriers (laughs) for Turner and just kind of have him like, okay, it's time to feed the babies. And then they get to feed their baby. They can have a little, little bottle, whatever we're going to pack him. And he's have like, he'll have his carrier type thing if he wants to use that. And then it's kind of like, it's like playtime for him as well. Like he's going to get to kind of help out with baby, but then he kind of has his own baby to take care of. We, we started doing that at home already. And I just think that'll be kind of fun on the trail because then he'll really feel included. Like he's going to get to take his baby 
on the hike and then his baby needs to be fed and he'll just be so on board with that. And I, I feel like Collins will be too. <laughs> yes. Collins loves her baby. So that is huge. And she does have that little carrier for her baby already. So yeah, you're saying that we're bringing that on the trail. <laughs> yeah. Those things are so cool. The little doll carrier type things, but uh, also the other idea that your sister-in-law have actually was just, even if you just have like a dish rag or something, we make a wrap for, you know, the child to put their baby in and stuff that yeah. works too. So yeah, that was a or, or, or like a swaddle blanket or any of those. I yeah. think she's on all of our episodes. We've said before, like we always kind of reference her. We need to bring her on. And do I know we do need, <laughs> of we need one of her tips on every podcast. She should just come on. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so let's jump into breastfeeding specific tips. First off, I really recommend people go back and listen to episode 30 because we had episode nursing on the trail with one of the founders and owners of Kojo Activewear, which we absolutely love. And in that case, I should just talk about that. So wearing nursing clothing is super beneficial. I at first didn't know if I would feel the need for it because I was just one of those people that, you know, just like pop up my shirt and feed baby. And I'm not, not trying to hide anything. (laughs) So I have done that in the past or just worn a tank top, like a nursing tank top. And then, so if I pull my shirt up, I'm still kind of covered, but what I found with nursing in nature, especially in fall or winter, anything like that is that you get cold. So, yeah, so it's really important to have that nursing specific attire to just keep you warm and then keep baby warm and for you just feel comfortable so that you're not trying to rush through the experience. And obviously we need to talk about how amazing Kojo is because we love them so much that KWE ended up doing a collab with them right? Yes. On their kids line. Yeah, absolutely. So our little explorer wear uh, matches actually the mom's breastfeeding top as well. So it's like the same, the wool pattern um, that we got printed and it is really cute. You can see it on our social channel and we can link it up below in the show notes, but yeah, we love Kojo and all that they stand for and the mission that they're on and just being able to feed on the go. I can personally vouch for being on the trail with Lauren and seeing her with this. She was telling me about Kojo for the first time of like, Oh, this nursing top. And like, I was like, Oh, cool. Like it, it, you know, you can kind of just quickly like roll up and feed. And then here I am, I'm wearing one of my like spandex, like hiking tops. <laughs> it, it was cold. I don't, it was, I don't know what time of year it was exactly. It felt like the middle of winter probably wasn't, but I had to like roll up my top <laughs> and we were on like the side of this hill and the wind came up and it was like, I'm feeding for like, I felt like forever and I was freezing cold. And here's Lauren and her nice, like Merino wool. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> brand is that? Like, cause I actually with Turner didn't have a nursing specific, um, item for the outdoors. And like, now I'm very grateful for, you know, with social media and, and brands coming up of, of being gifted with different kind of maternity wear and some of that breastfeeding friendly wear, which I'm really excited to get out on the trail with next baby and give it a try. Cause I do think I will love all the items that oh. are sent. And the thing is, if you can only afford one piece, that's where the merino wool comes in so great because it's warm in winter and yes. keeps you cool in summer and acts as the SPF. I know I talk about this in almost every episode, but I was just wearing my merino wool Kojo long sleeve in nice warm summer temperatures and I was fine. So yeah, yeah. you can wear, you can just have one 
good piece and wear it the whole time you're nursing down all your adventures. You'll look the same in every picture, but that doesn't matter because you were still out there on that adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do some photo editing where you change the color of your shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay. Next up, have something to sit on. So this actually works for, I guess this should have been in the everything tip, but if you are going to be sitting to bottle feed or to nurse, it's nice if you're not sitting on the cold ground, especially if we are talking about the winter elements. So um, you love the Z seat, right? Which I also enjoy that too. Yeah, the Z seat's great. Uh, they're having production issues right now. So I know Thermarest is behind on that and only some stores. I know Valhalla was one of the ones that have stock right now, but I get messages on the Z seat all the time and okay. uh, people fast. Yeah. And we also love our rumple blankets. So yes, that's another thing that, especially if now we're having multiple kids sitting while we're feeding, it's good to have kind of a bigger surface area for them to sit on. Exactly. Okay. And then as we're talking about sitting, I recommend trying different positions at home first. So probably when you're heading out on an adventure, your baby is not five days old, <laughs> but I, yeah. I know that could be the case, <laughs> but hopefully you've had time to just try different positions. So whether it is standing up and nursing, whether it is feeding in the front carrier, because that's an option. You can play around with loosening in the straps. The strap shouldn't, that's the other thing people should go listen to our podcast about baby wearing. The strap shouldn't be loose when you're actually hiking with baby for long periods of time. But if you just want to feed them in the front carrier or walk a little bit while you're feeding them, you can loosen the straps so that they can get in a comfortable position to reach and be able to feed. And yeah, just different positions, holding baby in that will be comfortable in the elements. Exactly. Yeah. That covers it. I think. Okay. Let's jump to bottle tips. So this is all you, Adri. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my journey was very much, um, a bit of both there. So we did, I did a lot of formula top-ups and then breastfed naturally for the first, I would say seven, seven months or so. Yeah. Just trying to balance out our adventures with the bottles was kind of interesting, but we got it into a rhythm there. So basically what I did with the, with the hiking portion is just starting small and just going on loop type hikes to be closer to all the supplies that I needed in the car um, that I would pack along so that I didn't have to bring all those into the, you know, into your hiking pack and that kind of thing. I would prep my measurements ahead of time. So I would just put the formula into the bottle itself and then I would pack, um, I mentioned this earlier about my adventure wagon and just having, you know, everything accessible in the vehicle. Then you'd have your hot water from your Yeti cup and then add it to the bottle and shake it and be ready to go. And I would bring that on the side of the hiking pack generally. Um, but also I guess we should backtrack to also doing the top up in the car ahead of time. I would mix that bottle prior to leaving the house because then it would be at the right temperature by the time we got to the trailhead. So there's it's that. It's amazing to see your setup, but that's a, all really good tips because I know a lot of the questions that people have sent in about yeah. how to feed their baby formula on the trail is all about temperature. So yeah. did you ever have any issues with anything freezing or no, that's the magic of the Yeti cup holding the water and you not mixing it until it's time. Yeah. So, I mean, in my, in my situation, I didn't have anything, any issues with the freezing part because 
I can explain this from my perspective. I didn't want to be out in those kind of temperatures for longer than a certain time period. The duration would be probably an hour. Um, so it wouldn't have necessarily had time to freeze in that if you were strictly body, bottle feeding. But then that first winter, I was, I also had that alternative, I guess, in my perspective to breastfeed in case something did go awry with the bottle. Like if it, then I, then I would be able to kind of alternate that, but I haven't, I wouldn't generally venture out in the super cold. So if you are heading out in that super cold temperature, I think it would be worthwhile wrapping your bottle in something to make sure that it won't freeze because that would be the worst situation to have a hungry baby in the middle of a winter adventure. I think that would just, you'd not want to adventure ever again after that. It would be yeah. really well, I think, right. Especially if you're using some of those pre-mixed bottles. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. Then you would probably want to wrap it around something because that's actually been our tip with um, baby wipes to keep them warm and to keep them from freezing because those can freeze too, right? Because they have liquid on them. So if you wrap them up in warm clothing or blankets or whatnot within your hiking pack, they hopefully will stay warm enough that they won't freeze. Yeah. Like maybe not keep it out like on the outside of your pack kind of thing. Like I would generally do. Yeah. That's a good idea. And then what else did I need to mention on that? Oh, I always like to steam my bottles just because I was really paranoid about any kind of like bacteria or germs or anything like that. So I would full on steam them and then I would use the block bags. Oh, my baby's calling for mommy. <laughs> and I would put them into the, yeah, Ziploc bags to take on the adventure. And then we talked about the drive-through emergency because I've forgotten my hot water Yeti mugs at home before. <laughs> so driving through and getting hot water anywhere is, is pretty possible. Um, from my experience. And then, yeah, the pre-made formula mix was another thing that I had suggested to just keep in your bag as a spare, like just throw it at the bottom of the bag. Like, and, and hopefully I'm describing this correctly, Lauren, you know what I mean? Right? Like it's like a juice box, but it's the pre-mixed formula. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So that's important to just have just on hand on any adventure. And I say this because if you get delayed on a trail, if you run into wildlife and you have to reroute or if something happens, at least you have that extra. Yes, it's extra weight, but I just, I felt it's very important for us to not run out of food. So there's that. And then what else am I missing here? I'm trying to think of all the things that longer day hikes here. Oh, another thing I should mention is that, um, I didn't, Turner kind of had like, he wasn't picky with the temperature of the bottle at all times. Like I know some babies are like, they're only going to drink a particularly warm bottle. Turner is very much like he would drink it cold if he had to. So if we did get to the end of the hike kind of thing and he finished the bottle, um, he was so used to doing that. So maybe playing around with temperatures a little bit. I don't know if that's good advice for anyone else, but that's what worked for us. So his bottles, in other words, weren't always warm. Yeah. So I guess that's another thing. Test it at home first. Make sure you and your baby are comfortable with it. And then it'll be easier once you do it on the trail. Yes. It's really important to bring all the bottles inside after your adventure so that you can sanitize and clean instead of leaving them in your car because they can get really yucky. <laughs> Hi, T-Bear. <laughs> Turner's like, just woke up from his nap and now he looks like, oh no, I want to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, so 
Is there anything else you think we missed about the bottle feeding or any other questions we've seen on our channel that we didn't cover? No, I think that really covers them all. So practice at home, get comfortable in positions that works for everyone, get comfortable with what you're wearing or how you're keeping your bottles or anything else you'll be using for baby warm enough. And yeah, I think that's it. And all of these tips will be in the show notes. Yes. And, and also I think I want to just add one more thing, the normalizing of the, um, of breastfeeding just in public and that, like, just please join us on that mission because when your baby's hungry, your baby just needs to eat. And, you know, if people make comments to you or like, I mean, we've seen it all kind of thing. Like, it's just, it is unacceptable and you do you, and it's just like, you're not alone. I mean, we're out there feeding in, in public as well. And, um, just go after it and don't listen to anybody that tells you you shouldn't be feeding out in public because it's about feeding your hungry baby. And that's it. Amen. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at kids who explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.